Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Do you ever feel like you want to know more about the Bible, but that it's kind of hard to understand? Do you want to share your faith with your friends, but have a hard time figuring out how to do that? Do you want to learn how to connect the Bible to your real life? Well, then this is the show for you. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. I've been a children's pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite things is helping kids learn how to understand the Bible. I think that sometimes people think that the Bible is just for adults, but God actually really wants kids to know about Him. So on this podcast, we're going to learn all about God's big story and how He shows Himself to us through the Bible. As we learn together what the Bible stories actually mean, we can learn how to live out our faith in our everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today we're talking about a Bible word called genealogy. Have you ever heard that word before? Well, the word genealogy comes from the word Genesis. Maybe you've heard that word before. Genesis is the first book of the Bible, and that word Genesis means beginning. So in the beginning of Matthew's gospel, which remember, we're studying the book of Matthew right now, the very beginning of Matthew's gospel, what Matthew does is he gives us a genealogy of Jesus. And basically, it's kind of like if you were introducing yourself to somebody for the first time, they might say to you, oh, well, who is your dad or who is your mom? And then they might even say, oh, is that so-and-so's son? Like, who's your grandpa? Who's your grandma? That's basically what genealogy was, except Matthew goes all the way back to the great, 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 great grandparents, all the way back to the very beginning to show who was in Jesus's family. If I'm honest, and I could be honest with you guys, right? If I'm honest, when I would get to those parts of the Bible, I sometimes would skip them. I didn't really think they meant a lot or I didn't think like they made much sense. It was a bunch of words of names of people that I had never heard of before and I couldn't pronounce. And so I would just kind of skip over them. But this time, I think it's important to point out a couple of things to you because I want you to understand why those words are even in there. I'm not going to read all of them for you, but there's a couple parts that I think are really important to make sure that you know. So what Matthew does is he starts off with the beginning and he talks about Abraham and he talks about how Jesus is the Messiah and he's the son of David and the son of Abraham. That might sound a little bit confusing, but let me explain. So David was a really great king in Israel's history. So good, in fact, that the Jewish people were just waiting for the next king to come that was going to be like him. And they waited with expectation that this next king, who would be kind of like a second King David, would rescue them from their situation. If you know anything about Israel's history, you'll remember, and maybe you don't know, so let me tell you, you'll remember that there was special land that the Jewish people had called the promised land. And there was a couple times in their history where they were separated from the promised land. And there's a couple reasons for that. One time they were slaves in Egypt and another time they were taken captive and they were held in a place called Babylon. And both of those times they were far away from where they felt they should be, where they needed to be. 
And so that process of being held away from their promised land is called exile. And it was God who restored them back to the place where they were supposed to be. And so in some ways, the Jewish people still felt like they were in exile. There was a lot of kind of like bad guys from other countries that were being really mean to them. And they didn't really have a way to not be affected by those people. So they found themselves just waiting, waiting for someone to rescue them. That's the time frame that Jesus came on the scene. And so what Matthew does is he takes this list of all of the ancestors, all of the grandparents and great-grandparents of Jesus, and he starts off by saying how they came from Abraham. Now, Abraham was in the genealogy of King David. So what Matthew does is he starts with Abraham and he works his way all the way through. He talks about David and he keeps going all the way through until he finally gets to Jesus. There's a couple things that are really neat in the way that he does this. The first is that he includes more than just the firstborn son. There's a couple places where he includes the secondborn son or the brothers. And that's really unusual for this kind of writing. But the reason why Matthew does that is because it was during those periods of exile when they were away from the promised land that those stories took place. And so when he talks about the brothers, he's reminding them that God was the one that restored them. The second thing that I think is really important to point out is that there's a lot of women and the great, 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 great grandmas were mentioned. And that is not normal. Normally, if you see the genealogy or the list of the ancestors, it only talks about the men. But what Matthew does is he talks about four women before Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. So then that would be a total of five women when he's talking about the ancestry of Jesus. The first was a woman named Tamar, and she was not Jewish. She was from a place called Canaan. The second was a woman named Rahab, and she was also from a land called Canaan. Then the third was a lady by the name of Ruth, and she was from a place called Moab. And then the fourth one, she was referred to as Uriah's wife, and Uriah was a Hittite. And none of those people were Jewish. And then he goes on to talk about how Mary was the mother of Jesus. I think that's surprising when we think about the fact that he's talking to Jewish people and he's helping them to understand that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah that they were waiting for. But yet he talks about people that were from other areas. I think this is a big clue for us because in that culture, if you weren't Jewish, anything other than Jewish would have been called a Gentile. So these women that were included as the great grandparents of Jesus were called Gentiles. Well, well, the Jews were kind of almost like racist against the Gentiles in a lot of ways, and they just felt like they weren't equal to them. Have you ever met anybody like that? It's kind of how it was in that culture. And so by Matthew sharing that these Gentile women were part of the great grandparents of Jesus, it helped them to understand that Jesus was not just for the Jews. I know that we talked about that over the last couple of days, but again, it's a great way to understand that even though Matthew was talking to the Jewish people, he was helping them to understand that in God's kingdom, 
in God's restored kingdom that was made possible because of Jesus. It's not just for Jews, but it's for everybody. You know, we have kings today. Typically, what would happen is when there's a king on the throne, they want to do what's called keeping the bloodlines pure. And what that means is they're very, very particular about who is allowed to marry into the royal family. But that's kind of the opposite of what happened in the bloodline of Jesus. In fact, we had people from all over the place, didn't we? We not only had Jewish people, but we had people from Canaan and we had women from Moab and the Hittite. And so what that helps us understand is that Jesus came in the middle of a bloodline that was kind of messy. And I love that because it helps us understand that Jesus, who came to restore and to make things right again, to make our relationship with God right again, he comes in the middle of messy and broken things and he heals them in a way that only he can do. I think that's my message for you today that I wanted to stick with you, that just because this message was given to the Jews, we see Matthew talk about these Gentile women to help us understand that we are all included in God's restored kingdom because of Jesus. I want you to think for a moment about maybe somebody that's a little bit different than you. Maybe they look different or they act different or they sound different. They talk different, or maybe they're from a different country or a different state even. I think sometimes it's really easy to see the differences. But maybe today what we can do is we can think about the things that are the same. Could you think about three things that are the same about them? And maybe when you start thinking about the things that are the same, it will help you decide that we can be friends with all sorts of people even if they're different than us. Because I think that's the example that we see in Jesus, that it's not just for one group of people, but it's for all people. So the last couple of days, I've been trying to encourage you to tell the good news, the gospel message to other people. But maybe today the challenge is to tell it to somebody that's different from you and to tell them this good news that it's not just for one group of people, but it's for all people. Friends, I'm so thankful that you are listening to the podcast and you are wanting to grow in your understanding of the Bible. I want to pray for you today. God, I thank you for my young friends that are learning about the gospel of Matthew and the way that you reveal yourself to us through your word. God, I pray for them even right now that as they are learning about genealogy and the ancestry of Jesus, that you would help them to understand in a way that they recognize that this message is not just for a certain group of people. It's for all people. God, we thank you and praise you in all things. Lord, I pray for my friends today that you would place a hedge of protection around them, that you would keep them safe, that you would give them opportunities to have conversations with those that are different from them. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. If you'd like today's show, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's the number one way you can support this show. If you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper, you can also join our Patreon community to get our family discussion guides, join our private discussion groups, and have access to bonus content and additional resources every month. Hey, I'm praying for you today. Know that you are so loved. Thank you.